All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, how are y'all doing this afternoon, this afternoon? This is You Are Ran Live with Orlando Presents. Uh, man, I'm excited about this interview. Uh, this interview, we actually have a special artist that's going to be on the line with us, and uh, she goes by the name of Ty Scott King. So uh, without further ado, let me open up her mic. All right, all right. Miss King, how are you doing? Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm doing great. How are you? All right, all right. Doing good, doing good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, first off, man, I'm going to I'm gonna just tell on you real quick here, man, because uh, once people hear your song that I have here, Concrete, and once they hear yeah. uh, Freedom, the spoken word Freedom, your voice does not sound like that recorded. <laughs> So I've heard, so I've heard, many, many, many times. <laughs> wow, wow. Cause soon as you said, "How you doing? How y'all do?" I was like, "Is this really Ty Scott? What's going on?" But uh, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, how's your week been? Let's go ahead and start off with that. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good. <laughs> wait, wait, what is today? Tuesday. The week kind of just started. But it's been a good week so far. Um, got a couple naps in over the weekend, so that <laughs> that felt great. <laughs> That's not normal, so so that was that was really good. It's it's been a great week. I'm I'm thankful to to be on the show today, mm-hmm. and just you know be able to continue to share what God has put in my heart. I'm very appreciative of that. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm. It's all our pleasure. You know, all glory to God. Thank you very much. Um, I've been spinning your single concrete. It's been, I believe, about I want to say six months, six or seven months now since yeah, we've been yeah, planning. Been... <laughs> yeah, man, we've been planning been for yeah for about a for a little while now because I know you originally sent it to um, sent it to us when we were on uh, Rep the King Radio, which we're still on there, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. you sent it there. And then as soon as we got uh, the new URN up and going, most definitely had to go ahead and put it into heavy rotation there. So um, it's an awesome song, most definitely. For those of you out there that's never heard the song before, you're in for a treat. And also, you need to go buy that song. You need to go purchase it, go support her. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> all major digital outlets. Come on. <laughs> yes, yes. And then plus, hey, if you can't, I mean, if you can't afford the 99 cents, which I do understand sometimes, it just, you no know, isn't there. But go to Spotify, man. If you have a Spotify account, if you're paying yeah. $10 a month, support these artists. If you're paying that a month, go ahead and support these artists. They would love it. I took Orlando on the road. <laughs> when I'm done, you just say all of that, and I don't ever have to worry about asking people to do anything. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. Hey, I would love it. When, when should I pack my bags? <laughs> so uh, let's jump into uh, Concrete, and then we're going to go backwards a little bit. But let's jump into Concrete. Where did that song even come from? Well, I, I really wanted to... 
let, let me tell the truth. <laughs> like, wait, what were you trying to say that? So my husband is a producer, right? And um, we've been working on some new stuff. It's It's been a couple years since I'd released anything new. And so um, I've just been kind of doing poetry and just doing live things, getting settled here in California. And so he was, he was creating all these tracks, and so I was listening to them. And one day I was just so inspired by this one track. And I wrote to it, had everything done. We recorded the vocals. I wanted a singer. Mm. So I said, okay, well, let me think of a couple people that I might want to sing on this track and send it to whoever I decide. So in the midst of that, the computer crashed. (laughs) That's like the most gut-wrenching feeling because nothing was backed up. We were just re-establishing our studio out here in California after our move from Alabama. And so... Somewhere in that process, you know, the, the the steps that need to be taken to, like, make sure stuff was backed up was not there. So we lost the entire song, like, the oh. track, everything. All we had was an MP3 that just, I mean, you can use that, but, you know, when you want to do stuff right, you want to be able to tweak the instruments and all those things right. and mastering. So. I fell into a, a very sad space, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "What the heck?" Like we were there, we were, we were, we were getting ready to release the song after the vocalist did her thing. Um, so my husband started rebuilding, recreating, and in the midst of that, I I connected with some producers, and they were like, "Oh, we have this track, and we have Brianna Marin. She's already singing on it. Like she's already written the hook. If you if you like it, we can go from there." And so as soon as I heard it, I was like, yes, this is, this wow. is, this says exactly what's in my heart and what I know a lot of other people have experienced where you feel like, you know, because of where I've been, I'm disqualified or because of where I was born, you know, I might not be able to do X, Y, and Z. And so it, it spoke to me when I heard, when I heard the hook. So I knew that adding words to it would really take it to another level and if it spoke to me, I believe that it would speak to everyone else who heard it. Yes, yes, yes. That was um, absolutely the truth. So salute to you and your husband um, for this <laughs> awesome song, man. I mean, the in your like I said, you're absolutely right. It spoke to me the first time I heard it, and I was wondering who the singer was um, on that track. It always surprises me when a person features an artist on there. You know, what about mm-hmm. that artist brought? you know, brought you to them or brought them to you. So uh, that's a great backstory with this uh, with this single. Yeah, I got, I got to thank Dream Life Productions <laughs> for bringing Brianna Marin, you know, making her a part of their team, and then just finding both of them at once was amazing. So I'm thankful wow. for that. Awesome. And the single that my husband and I were working on prior to this, we will, everything is, <laughs> everything has been recreated. So we'll be releasing that um, either before this year's out, which I don't know, Christmas music might take over. Um, if not, <laughs> it'll be at the beginning of next year. Okay, awesome, awesome. So what I want to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and play Concrete for the folks that are listening or and for the people that will be listening later on. And then when we get back, yeah. like I said, we're going to take a step backwards and find out you know, what, what got Ty Scott King all started. All right? 
Yeah, for sure. Sounds All right. good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is URN Live with Orlando Presents. We're sitting down, sitting down with uh, Mrs. Ty Scott King, and we're about to hear her awesome single, Concrete. Let's go. <laughs> Um, we have the honor today to be sitting down with Mrs. Ty Scott King. You just got through listening to her single, uh, Concrete. And a little bit later on, probably towards the end of the show, we're going to listen to one of her spoken word pieces called Freedom. That's right. The young lady is multi-talented. 
um, spoken <laughs> word, an MC. I mean, I'm telling you, what else uh, is underneath Mrs. Ty Scott King's hat <laughs> that most people don't know of? Oh, wow. Um, well, my husband and I recently started leading praise and worship at our church. I can't, <laughs> I can't even get through that sentence without laughing. It's, <laughs> it's just, I know that's God. Um, for people who have been, who have known me or have followed me for a while, I actually started out singing when I was in elementary school, and I did it very grudgingly. Mm. <laughs> my my a, a teacher heard me singing in the hallway and basically like forced me to join chorus. But it opened so many doors for me, and so I was I was very thankful. But then rejection kind of happened in high school. I didn't get into a school of arts that I wanted to get into for high school. I, I'd been going to school of arts my entire life, so I was like, this is going to be easy. Well, I didn't get in, and so I was like, mm, forget singing. So I started doing everything besides singing, and that's when I'd always been writing poetry, but that's when poetry became even more of a big thing, so... For God to bring the singing around to, to this level, to me, is very interesting and just like him. You know, he, he's up there laughing. I already know. Um, <laughs> so a little bit of singing here and there. And um, I also went to went to school uh, and majored in English, so I, I'm a full-time editor. I've written a couple of books, and I edit books for other people all the time. I'm, I'm a nerd, you know, and I'm oh. not getting paid to edit books i'm reading books and editing them in my mind so wow. yeah that's i'm just a big nerd wow <laughs> i've been doing all the same things my whole life orlando since i was eight i've been writing <laughs> doing poetry singing doing music this is it's a blessing i'm thankful that is awesome yes that is the blessing that is awesome <laughs> man i'm just even more intrigued and even more honored to be sitting down speaking with you um so who did you get this from? What side of the family? Your mom, your dad, or a combination? You know what's crazy? It's growing up, no one in my family does music except my cousin and I. I have one cousin who is an amazing singer, and she doesn't even sing now. But, but her and I both grew up singing in school, singing. I sang at church occasionally. Um, so when we were younger, there was no one in our family doing music on mm. either side of my family. Um, and then as a, as a teenager, my mom um, met my stepdad and they got married. And my stepdad actually was a number one Caribbean DJ in South Florida for years. Mm. So that was, and my oldest brother was also a DJ. So our house was always full of music, but no one like played an instrument except me. No one sang except my cousin and I. Um, but now we have a ton of musicians in our family. My my stepdad was a DJ. My oldest brother was a DJ. Um, I have a brother-in-law who is a, a, a reggae artist. Who, he's very popular in the um, Caribbean scene. Um, my nieces, my nephews. It's just like now everybody's doing music. So it's really yeah. cool to, to watch them do things that I didn't even think to do when I was their age. Wow. So, yeah, it's. It's um, it comes from nowhere that we knew of before, but apparently, apparently now there's a legacy. So right, cool. so it all came from God and just hey, flourished when it was supposed exactly. to. <laughs> you didn't exactly. ever have a point yep. um, later on in your life. You didn't ever have a point that okay, everybody's copying off of me. This was my special thing. <laughs> Stop copying off of me. Go do something else. <laughs> No, I'm 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 super thankful, and I I pray that they exceed 
first I pray that they, they do these things onto the glory of God. Mm-hmm. We got to get that in line first. And then I pray that they exceed everything that I've, that I've done. Like Amen. they're, they're just amazingly creative, my nieces and nephews. And so I'm, I'm excited to see where God takes them. So I have a couple of questions. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, mm, I guess you try to be like me. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the truth comes out, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a couple of questions. I have more than a couple of questions, but two questions that uh, pretty much stick out for me right now is, is um, one, where did God find you? Were you always a child that believed in God or... Was it something in your life that happened, and how how did that come about? Um, <laughs> if I say I grew up on the streets, my oldest sister always gets very upset about that. <laughs> 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 she just was like, you know, we did it, but my lifestyle was very different from my siblings. So I I was the one who was really running wild, and um, we were. We were in and out of church. Growing up, we, my mother was um, a very faithful attendant of church, and we were pretty much given the choice of whether we wanted to go with her or not. And most kids, when given the choice, they're going to say, no, I don't want to go. So we, we were aware that there was a God and that there was a faith element out there, but I didn't have the understanding of what that meant for me personally. Uh, so I pretty much lived life kind of in and out of church. In middle school, I had a, a best friend who they were Christian. Her family was Christians, and they went to church. So I would go to church with them. I ended up singing in the choir. I don't even remember anyone asking me if I was saved. I just don't recall. But I do remember singing in the choir, and that's kind of what kept me going back to church was the opportunity to do this thing that I loved and get to do it with my best friend. And so from there, I just kind of always in and out. Even in college, I was kind of in and out. I, you know, I'd go to church every now and then with my friends when they invited me. But God had someone specifically in my life since I was in middle school who her parents were pastors. She grew up in the church. She was PK. She was very rebellious like me. And so immediately we became great friends. And um, we went to middle school, high school, college together, always very close. And she left after our freshman year of college. She left to go just explore the world. And uh, she ended up out here in California at the time we were in Florida. And um, when I finished college, I said, um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm supposed to go to California. I had a had a dream. I don't even remember what the dream was. I really wasn't like a in faith. I wasn't a Christian I knew God, but I know God spoke to me. I just don't know what the dream said specifically. So I told her I wanted to come out here. She said, yeah, come on. So when I got here, uh, it was her and another friend that we had met at college. And they were both Christians. I knew them to be Christians, but I also knew them to just be living their lives however they felt like it. Mm. And so when I came here, they were completely different (laughs) than what I remembered. I remember calling my cousin. Um, within the first couple days of being here and telling her, yeah, they're none. This isn't going to work for me. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have to move out of here. As soon as I figure out this area that I live in, I'm gone. Um, and I remember having a conversation with them my first night here, and I said, look, I'm the oldest. I drink. 
I smoke, I curse, I do what I want. I just need you all to understand that. And they, I just remember them looking at me and saying, okay. Like, I know that they had been praying. Uh, let's say that was a Monday. Sunday we went to church. I heard a message. I heard God in a way that I'd never heard God presented before. God moved on my heart, and I got saved that Sunday. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I know they were praying. I there's no doubt in my mind that that they were very prepared spiritually for my arrival. And um, so within a few days, I was I was saved, but I still didn't know, you know, what to do with that really. And so it was a blessing to live in a house with two other women who were Christians who had been on their own journey throughout the years and had really come to a place where they were committed to living their lives for God and to see that lived out on a mm. daily basis was really, um, I don't know, I, I, I would say that was more college to me than actual college. That's where I really learned a lot of how to be a, about how to be a woman of God, a, a person of faith was from watching their examples and from the, watching them not just be perfect. They fell, they got up, you know, they, they were constantly seeking God through the ups and downs of life. So I, I still am friends with them today and, you know, I'm just thankful for what God did through mm -hmm. their, through their friendships because they could have easily been like, no, nah, we're good. Like you're crazy. We're, right. we're, we've, <laughs> We're real Christians now. We don't have time for you, but I just, that um, that call to, to souls, I'm thankful that they were more concerned about my soul right. than they were about anything else. Amen, 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 and amen. Most definitely. So um, <laughs> <laughs> next up was, um, so around this time in your life, was that when you met your husband or how far along were you um, no. within your life or your walk? Did you meet your husband? Oh, um, I, it, it was, I was in my, <laughs> I really normally don't even care about saying my age, but I usually don't because. <laughs> When when other people who are my age see me I've, and I say my age, I can just tell by their response that they feel a little salty about it. But, um, <laughs> I was in my tw <laughs> I was in my 20s when I got saved, and I didn't meet my husband until I was in my late 30s. Oh, okay. So it was a long, long, long journey and process to get to that point, but God was still working on the both of us. And it's crazy. We actually, um, my husband was born and raised in Alabama. I was born in Jamaica, but as many people know, I've lived a lot of places here in the U.S. Um, but at that time that we met, I was living in Alabama. Prior to that, we had both lived in Atlanta, but we didn't know each other. Our paths just didn't cross. We were, wow. I was doing Christian music and I was already into my ministry and he was still working on his testimony so, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah we um by the time we met in Alabama we were you know both very ready to right. live our lives as a Christian couple awesome awesome God knew it and yeah. you know he he had it all in plan he had it all worked yeah, out yeah he did absolutely Amen. absolutely 
kiss more frogs than I would have wanted to, but <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out for my good. Wow. I hope none of those frogs are listening because I don't know how they would take that kiss more frogs. It's wow. all right. No, they, I'm joking. They'll be all right if they're listening. They're all right. <laughs> God has what he has for them, and he has what he has for me. they good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're somebody else's prince, you know what I mean? So they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> so, um, so you went through all of that. You became uh, Mrs. Uh, Ty Scott King. You started really working on your ministry together. And um, mm -hmm. what what brought you to the CHH or the gospel rap side of things? <laughs> well, um, after I got saved, I I've been writing poetry since I was younger and doing things here and there with it, but I really didn't start um, performing my poetry until I moved out here to California after college. Mm -hmm. So um, I was doing poetry here. I was on slam teams. I was traveling as a poet. And because I was a new Christian, I was learning how to incorporate my faith into my poetry. So that was kind of the start of it when I lived here. And then when I moved to um, Atlanta a few years after that, I um, I met a couple people in the Christian rap industry, I guess you, if I have to label it as a genre. Um, I met a, pe a few people who were already doing Christian rap, and so they kind of um, introduced me to the whole scene. I became a part of a group, uh, Platinum Souls. We were the first hip-hop and poetry group, well, the first that we knew of and that at that <laughs> time anyone was really talking about. So we, we we probably were not the only ones. We just maybe were the most recognized. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really my introduction into the first time I went to the Holy Hip-Hop Awards in Atlanta, I was blown away that there were so many people doing um Christian rap or gospel rap or holy hip hop, Christian hip hop, however many things we want to call it. Right. Because I'd seen some people out here in California do it, but it was kind of few and far between from the ones that I've met here. So mm -hmm. to go to a, a conference where there were thousands of people from all over the world coming to do, you know, rap that was about the Lord, that was like mind blowing to me. Right. Um so that was really my first experience, and then the group really was my um, baptism <laughs> into the whole scene. And so for eight years, I was a, a part of that. So I really um, just went in as a poet. I'd always played around like I was a rapper. I would mim mimic rappers. Um, and then being in the group really allowed me to develop that side of the gift. And so, um, bless you. So I started rapping in the group. And then once we disbanded the group, I just kept, you know, kept using both of the gifts. So um, I consider myself to be ambidextrous. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You're dope. Uh, most definitely. Thank you. <laughs> so keep, keep going with that. Um, now let's jump into this Pentagon. When, 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 
And how did that happen that you were invited or that you went to the Pentagon? You weren't just standing outside on the sidewalk, you know, <laughs> spitting your stuff, no. were you? I mean, you were actually invited, no. right? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was, I was in the group at the time, Platinum Souls, and mm-hmm. um, Holy Hip Hop, uh, the Fellowship of Holy Hip Hop was a big organization. And um, Eddie Velez was one of the main people within the Fellowship of Holy Hip Hop, and he had an opportunity to go and speak at the Pentagon. He had a connection there. And so he wanted to take a couple of us to go and basically minister while we were, minister in the Pentagon while, or after he spoke. And so I believe it was the group that I was in, um, the two of us, and then um, Corey Red, I believe, was also there. And I want to say the Gospel Gangsters, I, I believe that was the first time I met them was there. So there were three groups or three individuals there. And then um Eddie Velez was really the, the contact that got us there. So it was it was really cool. It was, it was shortly it was a few years after nine eleven, so security was still very heightened. So I, mm. I really remember that. I remember how strict they were about us going in. Um and they told us that we were the first ones ever to perform there. So that was that was an honor. It was really cool. Um, just to just to have that experience, bless you. Just to have had that experience was crazy. So so many so many firsts wow. that I'm still like, man. I wish I wish I had taken more pictures along the way. <laughs> not to not to like post them, but just to help me really remember and capture the moments. But I have them in my heart, so right. <laughs> I guess right. I gotta be cool with that. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, I know that has to be like really surreal right now to know of or to have performed with the gospel gangsters, especially since um, a lot of people nowadays would say they are one of their first groups that they listened to or that they really enjoyed mm-hmm. for us like on the CHH, you know, CHH level. So how is right. that to know that you were in that realm along with them it's really cool i actually remember the first time i um i heard of christian rap at at our church the church that i was going to at the time in la they were having a, a concert and the gospel gangsters were the headliners mm. and i remember going to the church like oh my friends and i went it was our church so we're like cool we'll go and we weren't we weren't late but we weren't on time, I guess. And the line was just so long. I was like, oh, who are these people again? Like, <laughs> who are the gospel gangsters? Like, how does that work? Because I was still also new to the faith, so it was like I was learning so much. But to meet them years later and to um, develop friendships with them and their management, and their management kind of, became like I call her my aunt she's kind of like my guardian angel through all this she's opened doors for me along the way so it's just it's just really um it's just really crazy to see people who have paved the way and then to be able to not just know them as a fan but to know them as people and Mm -hmm. to see that they have similar struggles to see what excites them like just getting to know people that's Mm -hmm. that's what makes me thankful like it's Mm -hmm. 
I, <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day, and he's like, you're always name-dropping. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm literally, literally just talking about my friends because this conversation pertains to this. It reminded me of something. And I was like, maybe I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm not name dropping, but mm-hmm. when you just know these people as friends, it's you're like, oh yeah, my friend such and such. And I'm like, wait, who are you talking about? I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna apologize that that person is my friend. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's um, it's just it's cool. It's cool to have seen and know people who have done so many amazing things for the kingdom, mm-hmm. and to be able to say. I could call or email or text this person and have someone who understands maybe what my struggle is right now. I, I think I value it more for the friendship than to be able, because I'm not really caring to be able to say, oh, I know someone. If I say a first name and you recognize it, then I guess <laughs> right. that's yeah. fine, but I'm not saying it because I want to, you know, <laughs> name drop that person right. so it's um it's really cool I, I guess i'm saying all of that to say it's cool just to to know people and to know that they're real people and they've done they've accomplished things because of the grace that god has put on their lives and to have their support is a blessing to me amen amen and that's what i was going to say i mean you can't help it who God chose to have in your path, you know, God chose to have some great uh, spiritual <laughs> individuals cross your path. So, hey, you know, right. no need of being sorry for that. You know, you got to be appreciative <laughs> of that, most definitely. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I'm like, okay, well, now I guess I know maybe who I, not that I can't talk to, but just... Mm, let, me, let me just hold that because some people will take it the wrong way, I guess. Right, right. So um, when I was reading your bio, not only did the Pentagon thing jump out at me because my dad used to work at the Pentagon. He used to be a, a chef uh-huh. at the uh, Pentagon. Oh, wow. He was in the Air Force. So uh, mm-hmm. not only did that jump out at me, but also um, you are known as the Maya Angelou of your generation. Now, those are big shoes to fill. When <laughs> when the first person started saying that to you, how did that how did that make you feel? It's um it's a very large compliment that I still I mean there's that's Dr. Maya Angelou. Like I my first time seeing her, my my best friend took me to go see her show and um somewhere and i just remember it was a a huge theater full of people and you could hear a pin drop everyone was just hanging on to every word like it if she took a sip of water it's like like can we have some too (laughs) whatever she did everyone was just so focused on it and captivated by it and um i it's I don't remember how I, how I felt exactly the first time someone said it. I don't remember where I was, but I know mm-hmm. for sure that I was probably taken aback by it. Like, wait, what? Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? Like, <laughs> wait a minute now. Slow down. Oh, no, you didn't. So it's, it's, <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. 
Oh, man, Talladega Nights, yes. Um, you can tell a lot about a person if they like that movie or not. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's definitely a, uh, a honor, and I don't, I don't think that I can uh, measure, well, in God's eyes, we all measure up. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think of her as such an idol. Yes. that I don't I don't see myself getting to where she was but I'm thankful that people are inspired by my poetry. Mm. Now that's awesome. That's an awesome thing right there. Um before we let you go I want you this is one thing that I, I started doing and I allow um I really like artists to let folks know how can they go out and support you cuz a lot of people you'll be yeah. amazed on I asked that question to artists and they were like you know what I never thought of even thinking about saying that or anything but hey you know (laughs) if you don't let people know your like your PayPal or your cash app or whatever or something like that you know there's no way they're gonna know how to you know be a blessing to you unless they're really following you so uh take this time out to give your shout outs and also let folks know how they can be a blessing to you yeah, for sure. Um, well, one thing that would really bless me is for people to go on my YouTube page and watch my latest uh, video. It's called The Perfect Fit. And my YouTube is Ty Scott King. So uh, youtube.com forward slash Ty Scott King. Go watch Perfect Fit. It's a, it's, a, it's a poem about love. And even if you're not married, there is someone that you love and appreciate. And you can get a lot out of that poem. So please go and watch it. Also, um, my website is www.tyscottking.com, and you can go on there and find out where I'll be. I'm, I'm mainly kind of on the West Coast right now, still, um, I guess, meeting a lot of people here and, and establishing some new connect- connections, so I'm thankful for that. So if you're on the West Coast, specifically in California, there are a lot of opportunities for us to meet up over the next few months. And then um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. If you just Google Ty Scott King, you will find me. My cash app is that dollar sign, Ty Scott King. If you want to drop some money in there, that's, that's always appreciated. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to stay in touch with people and respond. I try to be very personable. So if it's just the kind word, I'd appreciate that too. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. Um, also, where can people uh, catch you live as far as, like, doing your spoken word or anything? Yeah, uh, this this month I have, um, actually, in the next few weeks, I'll be at UC Riverside. I've, I've never um, performed at their college before, but they're having a big uh, poetry event called More Than Spoken Word, and that's in Riverside, California. And then I have some other things going on over here um, in California as well. So to keep track of my dates, my website is the best place to have my calendar on there. And again, my website is tyscottking.com. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, I've been working on wanting to put together a spoken word show just to have a couple of, mm-hmm. you know, different spoken word um, artists to come on and and to yeah. you know showcase their their talents and stuff. So I'm still working on it. You'll be surprised on a lot of spoken word artists that don't want the limelight. 
<laughs> or I don't right. really want to be out there as much or whatever. So I'm I'm not sure, but I'm still working on it. I'm still mm-hmm. working on it. So okay. I'm gonna let you know well, that. Keep me posted. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, please do. Definitely, please definitely. Do. Um, well, thank you very much. Let the folks know about this piece we're about to end our program with, um, Freedom. Let them know about that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a poem that I wrote for everyone who feels like they don't fit in in some type of way for anyone who's struggling with anything at all, <laughs> from the intellect who feels like they don't fit in to the person who, who might be going through some type of sexual trauma um, we are all free in Christ. He he died for our sins, and so I wanted to write a piece that really spoke to people and their um, their trials, and just an encouragement that God is good and He is seeing us through. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, make sure you come on back once that single you and your husband are working working on is done, so we can uh, sit down and talk yeah. about that. I will. I will. Thank you so much, Orlando. I appreciate it. All right. No problem. I appreciate it as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this has been You Are Ran Live with Orlando Presents. I had the pleasure, the honor of sitting down with uh, none other than uh, Mrs. Ty Scott King. Once again, like I said earlier, make sure you go out to all major digital outlets and purchase Concrete. If you have Spotify, put Concrete on on uh, repeat like a hundred times so (laughs) she can get that credit (laughs) for that also go to youtube and listen to her spoken word pieces and subscribe to her youtube channel all right so without further ado ladies and gentlemen we're going to end it off with um with freedom here we go y'all have a peaceful day i write for freedom for justice for the lonely single mom who believes it's just us, her and her baby boy. I write for that dope boy who's lost hope boy and ever living to see 22. And if he do, he's convinced he'll be a statistic. Locked up behind bars, it's so ballistic. But the prints on the gun were definitely his, not cryptic. So I write for the misfit who doesn't knit closely with anyone anywhere. For the lost searching for clues to why they're here. I write to make him clear. With no shame, I prepare the way and lift his name. I write for the lame, the deaf, the mute, the cute little girl who feels like the whole world only sees her body, but no one hears her cries. So she goes to school day after day telling lies about the bruises on her eyes, her arms, her chest. I write for that thug who never leaves home without his bulletproof vest. And when he rests, it's with one eye open, cause he can't trust nobody, so he drinks just for coping. I write cause I'm hoping my words can cut through you before you cut through your own wrist from all the pain. I write for the intellectual with the filled up brain and the genius IQ. I put my pen to paper and write for you and for me too. Cause I see the skew in this world and I know that it's fallen. So I write to let you know that the father is calling. Cause there is better than this, clearer weather than this. And if you hide in his shelter, his cover won't miss. He's faithful to replace your bitterness with bliss. 
So I write for this freedom, for justice, to tell his story, cause it's not just us. See, he walks with us and his presence is more than just a song. It's how we get along and survive. It's how we'll thrive, connected to him. So to draw all men, I pick up my pen and fill lines with prose, spit bars to give hope to the ones behind those. I write to help lift you from your lows and remind you to fly high, cause you can touch the sky. You don't ever have to die. See, forever is found in Christ, no lie. So I write for freedom, for justice, to tell his story, to give him glory. <laughs>